Blog Talk Radio. Mikey B here with you on a Tuesday evening. Uh, we're going to get right into it here. We've got a great show for you today. Uh, I'm going to start out with what just happened on the TV with the vice presidential debate. Real quick, not into a lot of politics on this show, but we're going to touch on it. Uh, these two guys, it was a kind of an odd occurrence. Uh, Tim Kaine couldn't stop interrupting Mike Pence. Um, he interrupted pretty much everything the guy said. Also, when he picked up his water glass, his hand was shaking like a leaf. Guy seemed terrified and also called himself Hillary Clinton's, quote, right-hand person. I guess that means he doesn't have any balls. Um, he, doesn't, he doesn't consider himself a man. So that's pretty much all that I need to know in order to disqualify him. So um, I thought Mike Pence was the better of the two tonight. Um, still really shitty choices for president. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking forward to voting this year. Um, I thought Mike Pence had the better of the night tonight, so good for him. You win, Mike. Go celebrate. Um, next, we're going to do a little bit of baseball. Uh, we've got the wild card game going on right now with the Blue Jays, the Orioles. That game is tied in the ninth inning. A fan just threw a beer can in Toronto on the field at an Orioles outfielder. Good for you, Toronto. Good for you getting in on baseball. I love it when I see Canada trying to step up to the plate and be like a real country and trying to act like American. That guy is probably like the worst guy in Canada. He's probably going to be shunned. Canadians are exceptionally polite, considerate, nice people, and that guy is probably going to be shunned by his fellow Canadians for what he did there. But I like it because when you've got Games in the NFL in the United States out in Oakland and San Francisco and Philadelphia. People are shooting each other. They're getting into bloodbaths. This guy in Canada thinks, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to throw a beer can at the outfielder, and that's going to be that. I like it. I like the move a lot. Um, I, I, I generally like Canadians. I like Canadian teams just, just for the hell of it. I think they're nice people. It's a nice country. If you haven't been, go. Highly recommend Toronto. Montreal sucks because they're a bunch of French fucks, but uh, Toronto's a great place. Canadians are nice. Pulling for the Blue Jays here. Um, you know, we'll see what happens there tonight over the rest of that game. Tomorrow's National League wildcard game is the Mets and the Giants. Noah Syndergaard going up against Madison Bumgarner at City Field. Uh, still hard to say for a New Yorker. I prefer Shea Stadium. City Field is just very, very awkward. Um, I, I'm not sure which way to go on this, man. This is uh, this is a tough one. My my gut says the Mets because they've just 
have somehow lucked into these playoffs. I, I it, this is a mystery that only when I get to the gates of heaven one day, hopefully, St. Peter can tell me how this Mets team went on a playoff run because I have no fucking idea. They've lost so many guys to injury. Their pitching staff has been decimated, which was the only thing they really had as a strength because their offense has sucked for the last five years. And yet they make the playoffs. They're hosting a wild card game, and they've got their ace on the mound. Um, You know, my gut says the Mets, they just feel like that team. Also, don't discount the fact that they've all dyed their hair blonde. Team unity, big thing in baseball. It's huge. I think that that's a, a really important fact not to overlook. Um, so my gut says the Mets, but Madison Bumgarner is just, uh, he's such a prick. But the guy shows up in big games, and, and and this is an even year, so the Giants should win the World Series because that's what they do. Um, I, I'm really, really torn. I'm going to take the Mets because I'm, I've been a Mets fan my whole life. I love them. I love Thor on the mound tomorrow. I love that they got Jose Reyes back. I don't give a fuck that he was accused of hitting his wife. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. All I want to see is Jose Reyes hit a fucking triple into the corner and stand up there and clap his hands and and do his little Spanish thing on the teleprompter where he tries to teach us gringos how to say like three words in Spanish. That's all I want. I'm pulling for the Mets. I think they're going to pull it off tomorrow. Um, and then they get to go back to Chicago against the Cubs, and God have mercy on the Cubs, because if they lose to this Mets team, they will never win a World Series ever in their entire history. If this Mets team beats the Chicago Cubs, they will never win a World Series. You can write that down. Trust me. I'm a lawyer. Write it down. It's a fact. All right, that's enough baseball talk. Um, we're going to move on to a segment now that we're going to call Death Sentences. Keeping with the legal theme of the show, um, we are going to each week sentence two teams to death. Uh, this college football weekend was a great weekend for games. The Clemson-Louisville game was one of the most fun games I've seen in a long time. Um, I, I really, the, the Michigan-Wisconsin game wasn't an enormous amount of fun because it wasn't a ton of points, but still a really great game. Um, Stanford and Washington was an eye-opener. I mean, shit, I lost some money on Stanford, but Washington really looks like they can play on both sides of the ball. Um, First death sentence comes from college, and it's Florida State. Florida State is a dog this year. That team can play zero defense, none whatsoever. Charlie Kelly, their defensive coordinator, probably should be fired. Uh, I don't think it's going to matter much because I don't think Jimbo Fisher is going to be there after this year, whether it's for LSU or Texas or who knows, who knows, maybe even the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Keep that in the back of your head. Little little story there. Okay, Dirk Cutter looks like dog shit in Tampa, and Jameis Winston's there. And Jimbo Fisher won with Jameis Winston. And I feel like Jimbo Fisher could be an NFL guy. I think his kind of shtick would work with NFL players. But Florida State losing the way they lost to UNC at home after getting trounced by Louisville 
I mean, all they had to do is just make one stop with 23 seconds left, and they could not do it. That team is dreadful. I don't buy DeAndre Francois. Let, let me ask you a question. When's the last time you saw a Super Bowl-winning quarterback with a tattoo of fucking lips on his neck? The answer is never. Never. Okay? I'm tired of hearing about Dalvin Cook. He runs up numbers on shit teams. Give me Leonard Fournette over Dalvin Cook. Give me Nick Chubb over Dalvin Cook. I, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Um, Florida State is dead. They got their ass kicked by Louisville. UNC beat them at home. And now next week, this Saturday, they go to Miami. Who knows what the weather will be, if that game will happen or not, but they're going to Miami. And Florida State, I'm going to call it right now, it might be a grand larceny of the week on Friday night. Florida State's going to lose to Miami. They're going to drop two in a row for the first time, and who knows how long Florida State's going to lose to Miami. So that's our first death sentence, Florida State. The second one is the Indianapolis Colts. And this is just a multifaceted failure. Ryan Grigson has failed to put any sort of talent on that team other than Andrew Luck and the wide receiver position. The offensive line is garbage. Uh, the running back position has been a revolving door for years. And don't tell me Frank Gore. Frank Gore is four years past his prime. He's not the guy anymore. He's not going to get it done there. The defense is terrible. Chuck Pagano, I don't know. It's You can't bash the guy too much because he had cancer, right? So it's like you have to kind of be nice to him, but I, I don't want to. He's a shitty head coach, all right? It, it was it was inspirational when he had cancer. People wanted to fight for him. But now I just think the guy's a shitty head coach. Um, and to think that they let Bruce Arians walk out the door. But the Colts are not good. And I'm going to go one further. Andrew Luck does not get a pass on this. Uh, that offensive line might get him killed this year. He he might die on the football field. It's It's bad. It's really, really bad. But Andrew Luck does himself no favors. He holds the ball way too long. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not the mobile for a white guy quarterback. That's not who Andrew Luck is. He needs to drop back, maybe shift in the pocket a little bit, and then throw the ball. Get the fucking ball out of your hands in a quick amount of time. And he doesn't do that. He sits there and waits. And I, I think that that's as much on him as it is on anyone else. But the Colts are a mess. That team is dead. Houston is going to run away with that division. At this point, they're 1-3. Houston's 3-1. I don't see any reason to think that the Colts can come back and, and make any sort of threat there because they're sure as hell not getting a wild card in the AFC. So Florida State and the Colts, both death sentences. They are dead as of now. Next up, we got some legal stories. Uh, first one we're going to talk about, it's been in the news a lot the last couple of days, um, Kim Kardashian. Uh, I guess it was uh, Sunday night. Uh, Kanye was performing a concert in Manhattan and abruptly left the stage because he got word that Kim had been robbed at gunpoint by people posing as police officers at her hotel in Paris. Turns out they're claiming that 
over $7 million worth of jewelry was stolen from the Kardashians. A um, lot of people on the internet, stay woke crowd, thinking that maybe this is a hoax by the Kardashians. I don't know, man. I mean, it, it, I'm inclined to believe it, that, that it's bullshit, because the Kardashians are just such attention whores, no pun intended. All of them, the top down. I mean, if you look at that family, it's amazing what they've done in celebrity. Kim Kardashian is famous for having a father who said the word juice more times than anybody in, in American history and making a sex tape with a B-list uh, rapper. She's got her sister, whatever, I think it was Chloe, married Lamar Odom, and then divorces Lamar Odom, starts dating James Harden, and then runs back to Lamar Odom's bedside when he ODs on hookers and coke. And then you've got Kris Jenner, the mother who probably pimps all of them out. I mean, that seems to be what happens. She just pimps them out. And then their, their mother-father, Bruce Caitlyn Jenner, literally cut his fucking dick off. The guy cut his dick off. Like, I don't know what else to say about that family. So is it beyond them to make up a robbery in Paris with some jewelry? Which, by the way, there just happens to be no cameras or surveillance or anything where the Kardashians who have more money than God are staying. No, it's not beyond them. I, I think that that's a perfectly logical conclusion is that maybe Kanye didn't want to be involved in a sex tape. Maybe he was a little intimidated that he couldn't live up to what Ray J did. And they figured, fuck it. This is a better way to go about it then. Who knows? Anything is possible with the Kardashians, but it will come out because they can't live with media silence. So it will come out. Our second legal story is Eagles linebacker Nigel Bradham was arrested in Miami for bringing a loaded handgun to the airport returning from his bye week. Now, it takes a special kind of idiot to bring a gun into an airport. It takes a certifiable fucking moron to bring a loaded gun into an airport. And his excuse was, I didn't know it was in my bag. In his carry-on bag that he put through the x-ray. Bro, you packed the fucking thing yourself. You either put the gun in the bag in Philly and flew to Miami, or you picked it up in Miami and put it in the bag. This isn't rocket science. This isn't something, oh, I put it in there a year ago and forgot about it. You are just a fucking idiot. And I'm going to go one step further. Nothing good happens in Miami. Nothing. You only go to Miami if you want to do a lot of drugs, get involved with some prostitutes, or meet Scarface in person. I don't know. That's it, man. Nothing good happens there. It's a cesspool of a city. It's not even fucking America, okay? You go to Miami and everyone speaks Spanish. This is – people have a bad opinion of Florida. It's America's dick. Miami, tip of that dick, okay? And it's gross. So Nigel Bradham, total fucking idiot, a stain on the Eagles for now. Carson Wentz needs to sit him down, get him in like a Bible club or something. You know, that ginger, he's, he's, he's right in the head, I think. 
He needs to get him in like his Bible club or some shit and, and get Nigel Bradham's guns out of his hands before the Eagles locker room turns into Gilbert Arenas and the Wizards from like 10 years ago. All right, we're going to move on now and do a little bit of guilty, not guilty. First one we've got for you is Johnny Manziel renewing the trademark on Johnny Football. We're going to charge Johnny Manziel with making a comeback. Why else would he renew the trademark for Johnny Football if he wasn't planning on making a comeback? Well, I, I, I can't imagine that Johnny Manziel at this point in his life has people around him actually advising him on things like trademarks. If you're a quote-unquote advisor to Johnny Manziel, the only advice you should give him is how to stay alive for the next few days. The guy's a mess. He's obviously doing all sorts of drugs. He's in terrible shape. He's never going to play football again. His own family's concerned that he's going to die. And yet, there's somebody thinking, hey, let's not let the trademark to Johnny Football go because that's going to be valuable in five years. I think, personally, that, and again, me as a lawyer, I'm a lawyer, trust me, I think that it would be more beneficial if he maybe trademarked Johnny Meth or Johnny Coke. Those are things that would reach the audience that he's currently targeting. I think he's maybe maybe living in the past a little bit with the football. Fuck it. Move on, Johnny. You're, you're an electric personality. Just become like the guy in America for meth or cocaine. Although I really feel like Johnny's kind of a meth guy. He, he's, I could see him losing the teeth in a few years. Johnny meth, that's what he should have trademarked. He's not guilty on the comeback. Because I don't think he's ever seen a football field again. That guy is, look, I don't think he really could play in the NFL before. But now, now he's really fucking messed up. I think he's done. Not guilty for a comeback. Second guilty or not guilty we've got for you is the University of Texas. Says they will not fire Charlie Strong this season. The charge against the University of Texas is... Have they already fired Charlie Strong? If you come out, this is, see, a lot of people have been saying this is equivalent to a vote of confidence that that ownership or management will give to a coach or a manager in baseball. This isn't that. All Texas said is, we're not going to fire Charlie Strong in season, which means at the very least, the bare minimum, Texas has had conversations about firing Charlie Strong. And all they've concluded is, we're not going to fire him in the middle of the year. This Texas team is bad, okay? The Notre Dame win masked a lot of shit. But they play zero defense. Zero. I think Charlie Strong has maybe restocked the cupboard a little bit with some talent. I like Shane Bouchelle at quarterback. Um, they get that fucking kid, the 18-wheeler, whatever they call him, who comes in and just runs the ball. I like him, too, a little bit as a change of pace. But they play no defense. That team is just as bad as Notre Dame on defense. It's god-awful. So do I think that Charlie Strong is going to have a job at the end of the year? The answer is no. I think they're going to get their asses kicked by Oklahoma, by Baylor. I mean, maybe one other along the way. 
I don't think they're going to be a very good football team. So I think Charlie Strong is going to go. I think Texas is guilty of already firing Charlie Strong. Um, and like I said, I, I think if you're Texas, there's two guys on the list and two guys only. It's Tom Herman at Houston, and it's Jimbo Fisher. And I wouldn't put them in that order. I'd go after Jimbo Fisher first. But those are your two guys, man. If you're Texas, you need one of those two. You can't go anywhere else. I mean, maybe, maybe Les Miles on that list. But I, I don't know. Les Miles feels like, I don't know if he wants to coach anymore. He feels like a guy that could do fantastic work on television if he wanted to. But Texas has fired Charlie Strong. He just doesn't know it yet. Our last guilty or not guilty is this Steve Young story. And this, this is a real interesting one. Steve Young claims that when he first got to the Buccaneers from the USFL, he was so popular and he was out on the field during a game and this referee comes up to him and starts telling him about his daughter who is going to BYU and says he'd really love it if Steve Young would take her out on a date. And the ref kept it up during the game, came over and said, you know, this is her name. She likes Italian food. And then wound up giving Steve Young the benefit of some calls later on in the day. Steve Young, I'm going to charge him with being a pimp. And this to me is an easy one. All right. I've been watching Steve Young on NFL Countdown and that stupid fucking Monday night pregame show for years now. And he's definitely guilty of being a pimp. I don't give a fuck that he's a Mormon. I don't care that he maybe went to BYU. And they, the BYU has some fucked up rules about what students can and can't do. You can't have alcohol, caffeine, you can't have sex, can't do anything. Basically, you just sit there and read, and that's ridiculous. Steve Young wasn't doing any of that shit, all right? Steve Young was crushing ass. That's what the guy did then. That's what the guy does now. You can see it on his face, all right? You can tell. He wears those slim fit suits. He's on TV acting all cocky and shit. And to, just to tell this story, who would tell this story unless you're a guy that crushes ass? And that's Steve Young. He fucks. That's him. So Steve Young, definitely guilty of being a pimp. There's no two ways about that. Um, that is what we've got for you today. Been a little bit slow of a week so far. Guys need to go out and get, get in some more trouble. Get rested a little bit more. That would be helpful. Um, we are going to be back late Friday night, early Saturday morning, around the 11 o'clock midnight hour. And the show is going to be a little bit different for you then. We are going to have uh, a guest with us that day. Uh, it's going to be a lady. And... Her name, as I call her, is Bofi, which stands for Big Old Fucking Urn. It's, her name is Erin. Uh, the name Big Urn is somewhat ironic because she is maybe 100 pounds soaking wet. Um, she will be on the show with us, very uh, informed when it comes to uh, the uh, sports world pop culture, everything like that. She's going to be on the show with us that night. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll have it posted, the exact start time, on Blog Talk Radio uh, at some point on Friday afternoon. Um, if you want to call in, 
call in. We'd love to hear from you. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to cover a ton of topics about this week, the baseball playoffs, any stories that seem interesting to us. We'll play some more Guilty or Not Guilty. We'll have some grand larcenies for you for uh, the coming weekend. We'll preview that weekend, and it's going to be fantastic. So tune in Friday night, probably somewhere between 11 and 12. Like I said, just follow us, subscribe. We're going to have it all posted for you uh, sometime on Friday afternoon. Bofi's going to be with us. It's going to be awesome. Tune in. We love all of you, my tens of listeners. I love each and every one of you. You're magnificent people. Uh, Have a great night, and I'm going to leave you with something that I read on Barstool Sports today from Nate. Love Nate. Weird guy, but clearly great. Um, Today is the 20th anniversary of the movie That Thing You Do being released. And I'm going to tell you, I share Nate's opinion. I love that movie. I fucking love it, okay? I don't know why. It's catchy. It's good acting. The music is just, it, it makes me happy. So there's only one way to end this show, and that is with that thing you do. <laughs>